Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Best Life Cafe. We've been on vacation in and out this summer, so we are so happy to be back on the air. My name is Kathy Anello. I am the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter, host of the podcast, Making Each Day Matter, and I'm here today with my co-host, Carrie Butler. Carrie's a whole opponent forgiveness coach. She is also the owner of the Emergency Cafe, which is an emergency preparedness consulting firm in L.A., and she's my bestie, and we are here today with the amazing Laura DeFranco, who is the author of Brave Healing, A Guide for Your Journey. Laura is also the host of a great podcast that I love called Brave Healing, and she's an author, a coach, a teacher, a healer, and Laura, Carrie, welcome to the Best Life Cafe. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm going to dive right in because I uh, have sat and had conversation with Laura, and it was so uh, powerful, our conversation, that her and I both decided we need to be together more, so we decided to put her on our show. And her book, Brave Healing, A Guide for Your Journey, is a a series of, of healing affirmations, poetry, and so... I just wanted to go right in with our listeners on what brought this, because, I mean, healing to me is everything. You know, you have a line on your website that says, feeling is healing. And uh, <laughs> it is true that that is the most important piece to healing, is feeling our feelings, which we always do not want to do. And so I wanted to just kind of dive in for you, is how did this book come apart, come about for you, and, and what made you write Brave Healing to Guide for Your Journey? You know, I had started this book um, several years ago, and it was one of those projects that was in my computer. I knew that I wanted to start to teach people the work that I had been practicing myself on my own healing journey, that whole feeling thing and that you talk about, (laughs) but also that I had started to teach um, in the work that I was calling at the time writing as a path to healing. So I had all these amazing healing tools after career of, of healing. And I was starting mm-hmm. to write the book about putting them together and trying to get them organized in a way that people would understand me as a person, a real person with real problems and real issues trying to do her own feeling. But then also, you know, I dedicated my life to this. And so I really have learned some pretty badass tools that I wanted to teach, but you know, the book sat, And then this is, you know, Mm -hmm. the long story behind this one, but I ended up getting a divorce. So that Mm. book sat on my computer through probably the hardest time of my life when you, if you want to talk about feeling, oh my God. Um, And then when I got through that and on the other side of it and realized that this was the gift I was about to give to the world, the book got finished and published and here we are. Wow. So I didn't know that piece uh, I, I, in our conversation. Well, you know, here I am going through my own situation that's very similar. When you said this is the hardest time of my life, it's like, and I know Carrie Butler, you have also been through a divorce. It is, no matter whether it's a wanted divorce or an unwanted divorce, it is really, truly one of the hardest times of your life. And which is so interesting to me because you come into relationships with so much love and so much, you know, aspirations for the future together. And then something happens and it breaks you down and it really just rips you at the core. So when you were writing 
crave healing and then you got the divorce, did you continue to write during that time or did you like stop writing? That's a great question. I journaled my life away because yeah, journaling, you know, I, what I say is um, I write to feng shui my soul. And so I really need a way oh. to heal during those days I was going through that felt like I couldn't breathe and that I would die and that my life was falling yeah. apart. And so I journaled my life away. Did I write the book so much in that time? Eh, you know, you were writing your books in your moments of living. <laughs> yeah. So what a great I had quote. to come back to it later. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah, You just didn't, you just didn't pen it to paper, but you certainly were writing it right. As it, as it went along. Definitely. And then later, you know, when I was through it, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's uh, when, when we're writing um, to heal, it is also like you're writing a book. So you were able to come back and sort of go, Oh, this is how I felt that day. So it's an important part of the process of healing, I think. For sure. It's probably one of the things I say most often because a lot of people, they're afraid of me and my ability to be transparent in my writing and tell these crazy, raw, vulnerable stories. And I look at them, I'm like, you know what? You don't have to be that brave. What if you just start with the writing that, that you have no expectation of anyone else reading? I mean, some people are even afraid to journal. They don't want to move mm-hmm. the words out. And you know why? Because it makes them real. Because you create your own witness on the page to your life and your oh, stories. So, so true. Yeah, so you, that's the healing is moving that stuff from the inside to the outside. You know, if, uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys a story. Back in 2015, I had another book getting ready to be written. I was all excited. And I signed up for NaNoWriMo, that novel writing month of November. And the goal of that program is to write a 30,000 word novel in 30 days. And I thought, Ooh, this is great. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get my book written. Well, at the end of those 30 days, I had a 65,000 word uh, memoir detailing the wounds (laughs) of my childhood. And is that book, the book you guys have in your hands? No, it was the feng shui I needed to do for this book to be written. So sometimes you got to write the book before the book. You got to get that writing done just to clear out. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) That's awesome. That's a great thought. Yeah, and people that. are afraid of doing that kind of writing, but really inside of that writing is the healing, and then all of a sudden you realize in the middle of it, oh, okay, this is really the message that I want to put out there for the world to read. It may not have been all the all the junk, all the, the stuff, yeah. all the, you know, and so that resonates with people. I think they can start to journal and get that process started for themselves. The thing that I love to add to that story is, a month later on Christmas Eve, I actually attached that book to an email and sent it to my family. <laughs> and it wasn't oh. because I wanted, I know, I, it wasn't because I wanted to floor <laughs> them or, or trash them in any way. I, I needed them to understand my truth. And actually, not everybody read it. There were three people that that got sent to, my mom, dad, and my sister, and I believe my sister was the only one who actually made it through because she obviously lived the same life I lived as a kid. Right. Um, so what I realized later is it didn't matter that they necessarily that they did, didn't read it. It was a matter of, you know what, 
I wrote it, here it is, and I just hit send, and that was the freeing moment for me. Did did that make you and your your sister closer? Like, was that something <laughs> that, that assisted your – I mean, I don't know what your relationship was with her, but did that – help you guys I've been in um yeah you know the the the, it's funny because you guys both both paused at the end of that story and I know it's it's like oh my god you did what and um did it bring it did it bring everyone closer at first um it actually opened up the possibility for conversations and that's what I think is most important here is that you know, when you have, when you put your truth out loud on paper, everyone kind of has to go, oh, yeah, okay, that really did happen. And it right. just gives you an opportunity to talk about it. And so we did. You know, my sister happens to be a psychotherapist. And so um, she scheduled a conference call with everybody. And yeah, we talked. Um, and I so still you were, talk to you were all of to- my family now. <laughs> Yeah, you were able to do some healing. And the pause was not like, wow, you did that. It was like, wow, I can actually truly relate to that because I did something similar. You know, when you write a book that's a memoir or you're writing about true kind of things that happened in your life, my book is very similar in that fashion, um, you really have this delicate dance with, is this going to hurt someone's feelings? Is that person going to remember that story different than I'm writing it and call me out. Or like there's so many little components when you're actually putting a book out into the world different from the, the manuscript that you wrote, you know, because I understand that too. And uh, I just remember thinking when my book came out, kind of like I really sugarcoated a lot of stuff. So for me, um, you know, I was very delicate in how I presented some of the stuff that I presented to keep sort of protect the guilty and the innocent. But uh, yeah. at the same time, um, I remember just hitting that button and saying, okay, that's the book. And how, whatever happens from the book happens from the book. You know, like you get to that point where you're like, this is my truth. Here we go. Yes, I totally so, get so, everything you just yeah. said about that. Yes. Right. So I was just kind of in awe when you said you sent it to your family on Christmas Eve. It's like, ah, you know, because the truth, here's what I think about that. The truth is the truth, is the truth, is the truth. And no matter how much I downplay it, or you can sugarcoat it, or you can dance around the truth, the simple fact is that when you're speaking truth, those are the words that penetrate the most. Those are the words that people can relate to the most. So it's really yes, important I that agree. writers out there that are, are vulnerable enough to, to tell their truth um, you know, you have a quote on your website by Brené Brown, and I'm assuming that she was a huge inspiration because she is for me, because she's very open about being honest about your vulnerable feelings. And you, it said, sometimes the bravest thing you can do is show up. And I read that line, and I was like, oh, my God, because I remember thinking, sometimes you got to give somebody a high five just for getting out of bed. Like, there are those days <laughs> that are that hard that you just, can I just get out of bed today? Can I? And I get to the shower, you know, <laughs> and there are the Yes. Days. Yes. I, I know. I love those quotes. And I love um, Brene's work. And definitely she's influenced a lot of the, the brave stuff I've been doing. There's, um, I believe I have a pr- pretty long poem in the new book um, that was directly inspired by her. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, love that stuff. I love um, I love the stuff about vulnerability really being our strength. And I yeah. so believe that the people like um, us and other authors and healers who've really chosen to show us, like there's a small percentage of us who have chosen this as a life path. And it's, right. it's such an incredible honor and I believe a duty at this point to show up like this and really trailblaze the way through so that we can um, help other people. I totally agree because that is the thing is that when we show up, then you get these messages from somebody who's saying, thank you. Like if you hadn't written that or I hadn't read that, I wouldn't be doing this. And so then you're like, I have purpose in my pain. I have purpose in my healing. I have purpose in my, you know, ways that that, uh, even though I've had to go through this really hard time, this one person was able to act first instead of going through what I went through because I was able to help them. So those are always really big pivotal moments for an author. I get that. Okay, so I want to go ahead and have you just read us a poem so people can get a flavor of your of your work. Oh, goody. Okay, so this poem is from the uh, journal called Warrior Joy. And the, all the, the Warrior Journal series um, has a byline of a journal to inspire your fiercely alive whole self. And cool. so this poem is called Learn How to Dance. Today I'm awake to a dance called Change. From never will to when will it stop, extremes feel strange. Either way, it's the move you make. Mind to heart to body parts. Can you do the dance with change? Or do you stiffen up in the habit of I'm right, gripping tight to old ways? Can you move and glide and spin as the shift of change arrives? Or do you get stuck and heavy, resisting what is, complaining it's unfair? Learn how to dance with change. It's the rhythm of life. Break free from your ties and glide. The universe will provide if you trust and fly. Spin, twirl, slide to the side and smile. Let change move you, even if for just a while. Dance with me. There it is. Wow. Beautiful. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. I love that. Well, I have a question, my love, and that is, so I know that you work with a lot of people, and that's your, that's your work, to assist people in healing. And so just like your poem, it's like, how do you get, how, like, what is your favorite modality? Like, how do you work with people so that they, that you can have them just dance with you for a moment? Or, you know, like, how do you get, <laughs> how do you start that process? Well, um, holy moly, that's the question, right? So to, when you ask a healer what their favorite modality is and they've been practicing for over 25 years, I'm going to say to you that, you know, I created my own modality and I call it brave healing, but what's the basis underneath it? What's the foundation? It's the teaching of awareness in these different ways. You know, I'm a myofascial, um, John Barnes, myofascial release practitioner. This is a mind-body Soul way of both diagnosing and treating people and it's a hands-on technique but it's very much um, a mind soul technique too so I trained for a lot of years under him and learned this particular technique so I combine my fascial 
principles which are laid down in the foundation of awareness, and I combine them with this, what I call intuitive writing. And, you know, anything that, that can help people feel, and we talked about that right off the bat, feeling is healing. Yeah. And so yeah. what helps you feel? Like there's so many amazing different healing modalities in the world right now. I think the biggest message here is, if you haven't found the one that works for you yet, don't give up. There's stuff out there to learn. What if there's something you haven't learned yet that could change everything, right? So um, I want right. to give people, people the hope. I don't want to tell them that there's one way because as I've trained as a physical therapist, it was always like, okay, you go to this class and these people say that this is the only way to go and that you really have to be exclusive. Well, that's, because they just want to get more money inside of that practice and make people believe that there's only one way. There is so not only one way. You guys know that. Yeah. Yes, of course. And, uh, and I think the most important thing, though, is when you're working with somebody, no matter what you choose, um, is just a creation of feeling safe that they can, they can get to that place with you and yes, allow their, their true, deep, you know, deep hurts to come to the surface so that there can be healing. I mean, holding a safe space to help facilitate the healing process in another human being, what, what other, oh my gosh, you know, what bigger purpose That's such an there? honor, right? Yeah. Yes. It's truly an honor exactly. to do that for people. Yeah, I totally that's get what it. you have to realize. Yeah, I know you do. You know, healers facilitate the process. They don't fix people. It's like if you can help somebody else step into the power of their own healing ability, you have done the magic that you're here to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I have a question. My question, yeah. you know, it, it right into what, you know, like, you know, I can remember someone giving me advice saying, you need to get your power back. You need to get your power back. You need to get your power back. And you're sitting here Gee, in who was that? going. Who was that person? Yeah. Who was that hey, person? I'm not, I'm not mentioning any names here. I'm just saying <laughs> that, <laughs> that when you're in these situations where you feel powerless because there's other forces at play that are sort of, you know, like a chessboard, they're moving a piece, and you're like, ah, it was your turn. I didn't get to move my piece or whatever that is. But when, but when someone says that to you, you're sitting there in despair going, I don't even know what my power is. So really I wanted to know if you could help define what does stepping into your power actually look like, feel like, and mean to the person like I, me who says, I didn't even know I had power. <laughs> I really think that your power lies in your ability to respond to the stuff of your life rather than react out of being triggered. <laughs> and so listen, this, <laughs> you know, this is a loaded question. And we it's can a drop the mic answer. right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That, that's okay, good. summed up my issue. <laughs> respond and I mean, react uh, with a trigger. Yeah, honestly, like there's your power, but see, you're, when you're stepping back into your power, you're realizing that you're, you were born so you're worthy. So mm. when you have a moment like that wow. and, and you step into that fact, everything changes from there because you're, you're responding to everything in your life from that place of awareness. You're no longer triggered and reacting and just 
creating more chaos and drama for yourself. You're actually making choices that are aligned with your joy for once. It's, oh, my God, don't get me started on this topic. I will want to talk to you for, like, a year. This is so important to me. <laughs> no, I'm just, by all means, dive in for a minute because I really felt like, you know, when that advice was given to me, I had to think, well, of course I'm a powerful being, and I have a, a presence, and I'm inspirational to some people, and I have all these components. But when it came down to me having to step up and be my own, person to take my own advice, it was a difficult process to figure out where my power actually lies. But when you just said that, because you are born, you are worthy, I'm like, oh my God, it is that simple. It really is, but not not particularly um, easy, you know. Easy. So it's simple. It's a simple idea, but it's not easy to step into it in a way that um, you yourself actually believe at first. We're dealing with so much old conditioned thought and belief and behavior that it takes all of that inner work to kind of retrain yourself, you know, unlearn all that stuff that I just consider them to be layers of crap kind of covering up your soul. So you peel the layers back one by one. You step into that worthiness. And and once you're standing tall inside of it and you begin to move through the world like that, I mean, everything does change. And it's terrifying. It's still terrifying to me. And I've, like, moved through some of those moments. Like, I'm, I'm stepping on some stages now. I'm, like, reciting some spoken word poetry. And I'm getting up there going, oh, my God, who am I? Like, who am I? What, what, am, I wor- am I worthy? You know, like, and so you're, you're triggered back again, but it's easier yeah. and better every time, you know. That's exciting that you're stepping onto stages. Let's hear about that. What do you, have, you have some events coming up, and, and I would love for you to talk about, there's a free workshop, and I, what I can do is post that link onto our Best Life Cafe page on Facebook for everybody. Uh, let's talk about the kick-ass warrior goddess. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, my gosh. I've got some super awesome free things coming up if you guys want to all t- have a taste of brave healing and, and kind of get to know me and who I am and what I'm about. We're going to do an, an intuitive writing workshop on um, Monday and Tuesday night. So those workshops are free, but you got to register for them. And um, getting back to the, to the poetry and stepping out on a stage for the first time, that, this, this lights me up, but it's also kind of making sense with this whole path of brave that I've been on because it's one thing to write for the world, but it is a whole other level of thing to step out and use your actual voice. And where I got really comfortable writing because I could sit behind a computer and tell you everything I thought and believed in. As soon as I decided that I needed to speak it out loud, oh, man, oh, man, you guys. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was like just a whole nother thing. And it brought me up a whole notch of, okay, are you really ready? You're telling people you're ready to do this, but are you really ready, you know, to be brave and worthy and, um, tell your truth, but tell it literally out loud. There's something about when you add the vibration of your own voice to your words. In my case, these were poems I was reading, but speaking now in front of people too, it's the same deal. I, mm-hmm. One of the things I love, just a little tip I'll give to everybody who's writing and wants to maybe write out loud and speak to their audiences, 
take your, your blogs or your pieces that you're writing and read them out loud to yourself. Just mm-hmm. allow yourself to put your voice to your words. And I'm telling you, sometimes it will make you cry. Wow. Definitely. Wow. That's such, you know, it's like, I mean, I, it's really interesting that you, you say that because it's like, not only like you get it out on paper, but then you get it out. It feels like into the universe, like on another level, you know, it's like you're voicing it, you're, you're expressing it. And no matter what it is, no matter what you're writing about. And I just, I think that's a really great, a great tip for people too, because even though you're putting it on paper, like in my mind, I'm imagining, because I write a lot of blogs for other things, but just standing and like reading it to really like own it, you know, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the reading out loud just takes it to a whole different level. And it's almost like you don't even think that that's what you, you know, it's like, okay, well it was in my head. Now I put it out on paper and we're good. But it's like, when you said that, like read it out loud, it's like, wow, that like, it just takes it to the next level. Of opportunity totally yeah yeah totally transformational you guys so reading it out loud to yourself but then if you want to notch it up from there read it to a friend and what you'll see is were you inside of your energy and passion while you were writing because if you're reading it to yourself and you're kind of boring yourself then you're gonna know and so as you read these words and they're reverberating back, you know, inside of you as you're reading them out loud, you'll know immediately where you need to go back and do some shifting, get into it. Listen, the energy with which we write is the energy the reader feels when they're reading your words. Mm-hmm. So if you are not mm-hmm. totally turned on while you're writing, you are not, you know, it's not going to happen. So I love oh. writing. That's, that's the whole thing behind the intuitive writing process that I'm teaching is to connect with the body, with what you're feeling, and with your emotions as you're actually doing the writing. And it is amazing. I love it. <laughs> so, Laura, you teach that's writing. Cool. Is the Possibilities Publishing Company, is that your company? No, ma'am. So, Possibilities publishing company um, found me last year. Um, They read one of my blogs that I had out on. um, It was probably Mind Body Green. And Mm -hmm. I got a cold email from them saying, hey, we love your blog. And we would, yeah, we'd like to write a blog on our site about the work you're doing with the writing as a path to healing. And of course, I'm like, um, okay. And so (laughs) I wrote I wrote that blog for them and they posted it on their site. But that day that I got that email, my little voice said, hey, if these guys are interested in what you're doing, then you need to let them know about that book that you have going on. And listen, this is the book that you guys um, are talking about today, but it's also the one that had been in my computer for a year and a half because I was going through the divorce. And so this was a crazy time for me. I was actually getting somebody interested and I was about to ask if they would like to take a look at the book so yeah there's a lot going on but yeah Possibilities Publishing Company is an indie publisher and they um, took me on and published my book for me this time so it was an awesome next step from self-publishing you know I had self-published five books before that yeah right so yeah that's the story and you guys can find them on Facebook and all that good stuff. They're um, an amazing company with a really, really awesome mission. 
Yeah, I hadn't wow. heard of them before, and I thought, well, you just, you know, but those are the kind of publishers that I want to shop my books to is people who are interested in in indie authors and, you know, the, it's so hard in the publishing business to find, you know, your way in a busy world. No authors. kidding. So it's, yeah, it's, not, it's no nice doubt. that people like that have your back, you know, for sure. So I will have a question about being brave. And one of the definitions that you've given uh, is being brave means moving through your fears. Now, we all have fears and we all have that little sort of voice, uh, false events appearing real. You know, there's all these definitions for what fear actually is. And how does one put their brave pants on and move through fear? Like what are some of the tools <laughs> to, to sort of jump off the ledge, so to speak, when you're really feeling like, oh, my God, I, I know what my tools are. But <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you know, you guys, fear is a feeling inside of you. So when you take out the mental baggage that you tend to pile on top of the actual feeling you're having, what you're left with is a physical feeling. And fear is just excitement without the breath. This is a quote from my breath worker gal, another modality that is amazing and profound as far as healing modalities go. But um, when you come back to fear as a feeling, then it can become a compass. And so you can actually start to have a kind of some fun with your own fear because we're not talking about survival fear right this moment. We're talking about that kind of fear of something that you actually really want to do, but you can't get yourself to do because you're paralyzed in the, oh, my God, what are people going to think of me thing? And so um, when you realize that's a, a feeling, like for me, it gets into my chest and a little chokiness in my throat, and um, it's a physical thing. So what is it for you? So then when you start to recognize it over and over as your habit, you can start to play with it. Oh, my gosh, there it is again. Okay, what am I going to do about it this time? All right, listen. And uh, the, my final thought about that feeling is that, the way that you move through it is by taking the action with the feeling. But the second you add mm. the mental baggage to it, you're, you're done. You're for, you know, for yeah. me, I am in the pit, man. I'm in the pit of doubt and fear and uncertainty and shame. And like, Oh my gosh, you know, what are they going to think of me? Maybe they'll think I'm inappropriate or unprofessional or salesy or whatever the hell I am, you know, but yeah. um, it's a feeling. So if we get, if we get very clear in our mind and just start to practice, the feeling will be the healing because we can begin to take action with it. That's a long answer, I know, but that's, I get passionate about no. this topic because everyone is going through it. it. Everyone is. And fear, you know, again, sometimes they say fear can be a great motivator, but also I, the way I walk through fear is literally just walking through it. Like I go, okay, Kathy, I kind of have these conversations with myself, you know. You don't want to do this. You're afraid or you don't know the outcome, but you still have to walk through it. It's never as bad as it appears. <laughs> this is true. Right. Fear, it, exactly. it is, you pretty much always live through it. So, so I'm just saying Take your fear and fly. Like, just don't worry about it, people. Uh, okay, so I have one more question. We're getting towards the end here. But one of the things is you do some workshops, and, and I know that you do them online, which I love. Some of them, when you go to your website, uh, you, you say you can get the recordings. 
they're reasonably, very reasonably priced for our listeners. But one of them that really sort of sparked me was it was called uh, To Teach People How to Tap into Your Inner Guide and Healing Power. And so if you could just define what that means. Well, so feeling is the language of your intuition. And so when you guys get good at feeling and understanding the messages, you have this direct speed dial to clarity because for once in your life, you're actually listening to your own intuition rather than all of the outside influences that you could be listening to, like other people mostly. So um, I think that that inner place is a place where you're connecting with the feeling, just like I described about the fear and you have an understanding about what feels good to your soul and what feels bad to your soul. And how many times do we say yes when we mean and feel the no, right? And so this is about reorienting toward the understanding the messages that are coming from our own body and then aligning with the stuff that we already know is aligned with our dreams and goals and vision and business and all of the you know, the amazing life that we crave to live. So I'm telling you, I have never received a more valuable tool than learning how to connect with the messages of my own intuition and inner guide and healer. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a lifelong tool and gift, and it will positively affect you in every possible way you could think of, you know, for the rest of your life. I Mm -hmm. love that. For me, uh, it's a... I get a feeling in my stomach when my intuition is answering me. Like it literally is like getting butterflies in your stomach. And I used to think it was random and because there would be times when those feelings were gone. But when I'm going through a situation and I'm trying to make decisions and choices and take chances or whatever that is, those feelings always tell me, A, not to worry, B, you're on the right path, C, this is wrong. Like it's just a I'm lucky enough to get a physical response because I really do. My intuition physically tells me this is right or this is wrong. So it's wonderful. So I, and I that's hope amazing. That we can all learn. Yeah, we can all learn how to. Uh, it actually started when I started listening to Abraham Hicks. Interestingly enough, that was when I started to really be able to to dig deeper. Uh, into what my truths were. It was it's fascinating. Uh, I know we could talk all darn day, but I want, before our listeners have to go, I want you to tell everybody, first of all, where we can find you on, on social media. Okay, so um, at, on Facebook, at Kick-Ass Warrior Goddess. Come find me and play on my uh, page there. Get, get inspired, and I write a lot of stuff about all these topics on there. Um, and nice. on Instagram at Brave Healer by Laura, and you'll find me there. And of course, BraveHealer.com is my website. And um, I do have the, you know, you guys, the workshops that are coming up in the fall and September, I really consider this my life's work. It's the work of the book, uh, but it's in a live, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a live online for, forum. Um, and of course, you know, people always say, well, are they going to be recorded? Well, yeah, they're going to be recorded, but you really need to show up because that's where the energy is, right? <laughs> yeah, that is where the, so, where the healing comes, is being vulnerable with yeah. the people in the lot. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, being in many groups myself, I know that those are the transformational tools right there. Listening to the recordings yeah. back is not quite as good, but it's good. <laughs> I'm grateful for my recorded online coaching sessions for sure. 
okay, I know. So, and then you have an event coming up in D.C. Tell us about that. Yeah. If anyone happens to be local to the DMV, the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, August 11th, we're going to be at Johnny Pistola's having a massive celebration for Brave Healing. There's going to be an mm, open mic with poetry. Oh, my gosh. Featured poet. There's going to be some entertainment. I'm going to talk about the book. We're going to do a writing exercise. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be totally magical. Okay, and there will be a link up for that also on the Best Life Cafe uh, Facebook page. And then before, one more question. Tell us about your podcast, where they can find it, where they can hear it. You guys can go listen to my interview with, with Laura, which was super fun and awesome. And uh, so yeah. a little clue on the podcast and who's coming up and what you've done there. So there's a podcast link on bravehealer.com. It'll take you to the page where you can listen. And actually, a really cool announcement I can tell you guys this week is that you can find the Brave Healing Words That Change the World podcast now on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Good for you. Yeah, that's so cool. So if you're on those platforms, you can just type in Brave Healing. You'll find me. But it's on bravehealer.com. And I've got... Um, my poet friends coming up um, next Wednesday, the first uh, of August, and that's Charles Stokes, and he is the founder of Love, Pain, and Poetry. Um, oh my gosh, wow. you guys! So he is hosting my event in DC on the 11th, and he is an amazing, talented guy. So come and listen to that podcast. It's going to be really, really great. I love your podcast, and I uh, have been off my podcast for eight weeks, for those of you wondering, and I'm doing, there is some switching. My podcast studio is being closed by the guy who owns it, so I'm having to regroup oh. on my podcast. I know, and I was silenced for a while, so I was unable to actually do my solo podcast, but it is going to come back, and I was thinking right now, Laura, I would be reaching out for you, because once I start my own marketing, I want to be able to go onto all those other sites, so... We'll talk about yeah. that offline sometime. I'd love to get your feedback. Okay, so Laura, Great. thank you so much for being with us today. We are going to end the show, with, as we always do, with pulling a card and, with, and doing our Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. So let me pull the Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for having me today. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, Thank you. So here's just a simple quote that I actually posted uh, on my Facebook page this morning in a little video that I did, and it just says, miracles come in moments. Be ready and willing. And I love that because I have been on this sort of kick where every day I kind of wake up and I just say, anything can happen in a day. Anything. One day can change your whole life. For the better, for the world, anything can happen in one day. So if you just wake up and say, miracles come in moments, be ready and willing for anything that's going to come just today, it's a game changer. I love that. Indeed it is, my love. Okay. Um, Okay. So, Carrie. I was going to say, so I got a new deck. I treated myself to a new deck. It's not necessarily an Oracle card deck. It is. Notes from the Universe on Abundance. It's a 60-card deck by Mike Dooley. And I I love 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 Mike Dooley so much. So I was, um, was, 
you know, getting my cards ready and stuff. And literally this one popped to the top and everybody knows my obsession with Hawaii. And this is the back <laughs> of this card. There's a palm tree with a beach and waves. And I'm like, okay, that's my card. So it says <laughs> you want what you want because you know it's possible. If it wasn't, you wouldn't. This is mm. powerful. Embrace it. For whatever else you believe or don't believe, this belief alone can take you the distance. And what you want, wants you. The universe. That is fantastic. Isn't that awesome? Yes. My my card of the day. What you want, wants you. Okay. I love that. I love that guy. Okay, yeah, I love Mike Dooley, too. He's actually somebody on my bucket list. Uh, remember, Carrie, when we were in Hawaii and I was listening to him, It was he was doing uh, speaking at Louise Hayes' funeral, and Carrie and I were listening yes. to it because um, they, they were doing a live feed from it. And when he got up and spoke, he literally spoke words that, that were my story. Like, I, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, like, does he know me? So I've told Carrie that after, and I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm going to meet Mike Dooley. <laughs> I know it. I just nice. know it in my bones. So, okay, so Mike, I'm pulling from Eagle Answers deck. So if you're listening to this podcast, whenever you are listening to it, uh, just think of a question in your mind that you need an answer to. And these are the answer decks. It's been my go-to deck because I've really been needing just some quick, clear confirmations and rather than trying to figure it out how sometimes cards will have you do I'm like okay quick so here we go (laughs) within the next few months is your answer within the next few months so if it was a time question it says in the next few months what you are asking about will occur divine timing means that other people's free will choices are also involved so keep the faith while all the pieces of this puzzle come together and the situation resolves itself beautifully. Well, I will certainly mm. take that to heart for myself today. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, ladies. On that note, is everybody still here? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was just, Would you I thought you were talking about No. <laughs> I want my answer now, darn it. I know. Well, that is the million-dollar thing, is that nobody wants to wait for the answer. Playing it out and waiting is teaching me something I don't know yet, but that's okay. I'm I'm willing to wait because what I really want is an outcome that is positive for everybody involved. Mm. So we'll go with that. All right, right, my dears. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Laura, so much for joining us. I'll have the podcast up in a few hours. I'll send it to you, and we can share it with our peeps on social media. And Carrie Butler, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Love awesome. you. Love Thanks, you so gals. Much. <laughs> All right, guys. Have everybody. A day. Have a great day. Okay, bye. bye. Hello? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.